Hello, 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 and welcome to the ninth Fantasy Football Forecast Podcast. Today's date is May 8th, and your hosts today are Owen, Jason, and Patrick, as always. We will once again be going over the weekly NFL news such as signings, tragic injuries, and a possible Olympic athlete? Question mark? Big question mark. I, I, I would say a, not much of a question yeah, mark. It's more of a no. All right, well, some of you guys are not fans of this unnamed player because we have not moved on to the news yet. <laughs> we have not clarify. named him yet. Okay, okay. But while we're on the topic, mm-hmm. he's amazing. Okay. Like, number one, he'll uh, be... Great day, Conjo. I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> I'll talk about that. All right, um, I still have some more to say. Okay. Take it away. And then we'll be spending the rest of the episode analyzing who won and lost in the eventful draft last week. So, Patrick, uh, you can go over the signings if you want. Uh-huh. And we'll talk about the amazing uh-huh. uh, soon-to-be Olympic athlete shortly. Yeah, I uh, don't know about that. Probably not going to be an Olympic athlete. Actually, I'd say there's about zero chance. Notice how, no, notice how I said we, we're going to work on the signings right now? Oh, yeah, oh okay. Well, first off, first off, Falcons picking up Calvin Ridley's fifth-year option. How about that? Calvin Ridley, not an Olympian, just like everyone else we'll talk about today. <laughs> but Yet. solid wide receiver. Great yeah. to be back in the Falcons, I would assume, for him. I like it. Yeah. Jason likes yeah. it. Get the seal of approval. Yeah, I know. Kind of kind of worrisome for all the Julio Jones fans. I think he's kind of being pushed out slowly and slowly. I would say about 50% chance he's gone. Yeah, I mean, but uh, you never know. You know, hey, both of them, not Olympic athletes, but they're still NFL players, which is okay. I'm going to be hammering this down to you, Owen, for the whole intro. I'm just putting out there. Mm-hmm. You can hammer all the way, but come May 9th, mm-hmm. we'll know who is okay, the Olympic okay. athlete. Okay, okay. Well, that's soon. Yeah, when this I know. is coming out, it's the next day. Just I'm say, aware. I, I know that. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward Bold to it. Bold prediction. Not going to be an Olympic athlete. Yeah, I would have to agree with Well, that I mean, one. he's an underdog, so it would not be a bold prediction. All right, anyways. <laughs> Raven signing Alejandro Villanueva for a two-year deal worth $14 million. Yeah, covering up the uh, trade they made recently with Orlando Brown departing. Yeah, what happened mm. to blackmailing the Chiefs? What, what happened, <laughs> Ravens? What happened? I thought we were all in agreement. We were going to blackmail the Chiefs and don't trade with them. Ravens don't want a Super Bowl, apparently. They'd rather just see the Chiefs <laughs> so back yo, here. You know, like our biggest rival? Let's just give them the attack. Let's give yeah. them the pieces they need. Yeah, Our biggest rival lost because they didn't have a tackle. So we're mm, going to give them an all, all-star all just left tackle yeah. for free. Just give them a great attack. Yeah. Just, just throw it. But hey, they got Villanueva. He's good. Not much to say about him. I guess he, he's just he's filling in after they uh, they made the trade. We'll I mean, it's a downgrade, but he's still a great player. Yeah. But he's I just not all pro. He's still starting caliber, which is all you're really yeah. looking for. I'd say he's above starting caliber because yeah. there are some starting caliber players who yeah, are like... Well, yeah, there is. Well, there's some starters be. that yes. aren't starters cal- starting caliber. But That's I'd say, yeah, he, he's probably above the, the average. He's above average, which is good to have. And our, uh, sadly, another O-tackle, not with as great news... We have Jawan James, Broncos would tackle, toward his Achilles while working on his own. They said working out away from the team facility. It means he was just doing some workouts by himself, maybe in the backyard, maybe at some random high school football field. Tore his Achilles, out for the season. Has a chance to not get paid this year, I saw. Mm-hmm. I think he's either losing either, I think it's 10 mil. There's a yeah. chance he doesn't get paid $10 million because he tore his Achilles, which is rough. Basically, the NFL is saying don't walk, work out on the off season. Yeah, real real incentive to work out on your own. Because if you work out off-team facility, there's a chance you just don't get paid. I mean, I feel like he should be paid. They did. It's, you know, this is kind of a now starting to become a reoccurring thing for Broncos players. Though Von Miller getting hurt 
last play of practice just this past season. Mm-hmm. Juwan James getting hurt in the offseason. Uh, it's starting to be a trend with the torn Achilles for their starting players. That is tough. And especially, as we mentioned, all good lines, oh, good old line, except when you don't have the old line. The injured old linemen aren't very good for you. Maybe that's our one exception. All old line are good, except when they're injured. That, that can be the exception. <laughs> Yes. They, they don't really do much, bring much value to the team. When, when, they're, when they're on the couch with the torn Achilles? Well, I mean, all about the couch. You know, they're a little productive. When they're recovering yeah, from the torn Achilles. They're going through the PT, the physical training. You know, they're getting all their, their stuff back together. But, yeah, doesn't really help. They'll all have someone slide in. I saw reports they're having more uh, tackles in for meetings. So they'll, they'll probably sign a replacement soon, I would assume. But probably going to be a downgrade, I would assume. You know, you can't really find an upgrade really because they found an upgrade they would just cut this guy you know before he got injured which is tough for him and then our 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 fourth bullet point here (laughs) we have non-olympic athlete nfl football player which is not an olympic sport just for the record i'm aware dk metcalf is going to be running the 100 meter dash at the united states of america track and field usa tf golden games this weekend Mm -hmm. which is an olympic team qualifier and then what the best part is, he's not going to qualify. Pet. Why is he the one who is going for it, though? There are so many players who are faster. Because I, I will tell you why. Oh, because Because that three-cone drill? <laughs> not the three-cone drill. <laughs> because after he hunted down that player for the tackle. What's that player's name? Buda Baker. Oh, okay. I'm kind of shocked. I know. I know. The one highlight tape right before this, and now he's like, he's feeling on cloud Jason, nine. He's I rolling. know my DK Metcalf facts. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so this one he, year, next year, you're not going to know a thing. <laughs> so DK Metcalf chased down Buda Baker, and he was clocked at an average. He was clocked at like a 9.88 meter dash, which is an insane time. So. The, not good enough. But I, don't yeah, the, the, I, I don't currently think that's good enough to make the team. Just put it out there. All right, well, regardless of what you think, uh-huh. the uh, the Olympic team qualifiers, they resp- they tweeted out saying, hey, we're all, we always oh, have a... Oh, because that's how official athletes mm-hmm. get in- yeah. invited through Twitter. They, they said because there was a lot of hype going around, so uh-huh. it's probably going to, you know, bring them some views. This, honestly, but, this just seems like a publicity, publicity stunt to get people to watch track and field. Yes. And all honesty, you. track and field is a very interesting eventual uh, game to watch. But I want, I'm going to continue with this. So Weird how the only track player said that. <laughs> that's, that's anyways, crazy. go on. Yeah, so DK Metcalf responded, see you next year. And this was last year. And, uh-huh. um, you know, come on May 9th. Now he's here. He, he tweeted out a picture of his, some track shoes and, like, some, some susp- suspense he, and everything. He spikes? He has he, spikes, he's yeah. official? He got spike spikes? He's okay. got some sprinter spikes. So. And he, he walked away and it was all, like, suspenseful. So, so looking now, forward to it. He's gonna. I guarantee you, being in an NFL game, his adrenaline is gonna be a lot higher, and he's gonna be at his absolute peak performance, and he's still not good enough then. So now, in a worse situation, how is he gonna get a better time? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Jason. Uh-huh. Um, Please fill us in, track field expert. I will. So, Jason, are you aware what football players wear? Oh, yes, not pads. track spikes. Very he- No, no, I'm talking about the pads. Oh, Helmet, okay. very heavy, okay. weighs you down. Not track spikes, he- heavy cleats. Also, it's like it's uneven the ground, but oh. like on the track, you got the spikes. You have uh-huh. the ground the un- is you uneven. Have the, you have the uniform. Oh, have you ever been on a turf field perfect. before? <laughs> and, and do you understand what adrenaline adrenaline is? You have adrenaline on the line at the hundred meter dash. Pump, it's pumping. So mm. let's let's take Owen's take. Owen, is he Usain Bolt or not? Like, what's the word? No, he's not Usain Bolt. No. So why even be an Olympic? We, we've been on this why, topic why for like probably way too on. long, but I mean, we had this the whole no. intro. We've been talking about this. All right. Because you somehow think you think he's gonna make the team? Be be honest with us. You think he's gonna make the team? 
You think he's going to be a U.S. Olympic runner for the 100-meter dash event at the Olympics in, what's the next one? 2020. Is it one. Japan? Yeah. In Japan this summer? Next summer? Whatever yes. it is? I think he has a shot. Do you think he's going to make the team? I think if he puts all his <laughs> effort into it, he can Which chop... he won't, because he gets paid millions of dollars to play football, not run track. I think if he really puts his mind to it, and he runs... <laughs> Anything is and... possible. Is that what you're going to drop on us? And he runs a great race, he can get it. Not anything's possible. And then you can't he's do gonna it. have to go and not go to the Olympics because he's gonna be in training camp at that same time. Well, I think there'll be an exception for an, an Olympic athlete. I'm sure the Seahawks yeah. would love to hear that that mm-hmm. their their star wide receiver is too busy in a foreign country. You even talked about running. publicity. More... The Seahawks don't need publicity. DK yeah, Metcalf is just a beacon. Of he already fans. is. He's yeah. like the like everyone wants to post DK Metcalf highlights. That's like he's already like the go to guy. Yeah. I'm okay. Seahawks don't need the Japanese fans. They have enough in Seattle. (laughs) They don't need international representation. Yeah. Oh, no. I'll be watching the race. Will you? I won't. I will be watching the highlights the next day. Okay, I'll watch the highlights the next day. I won't even do that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to know. I'll watch the highlights if he qualifies. True, I'll do that. So I won't be watching the highlights, basically, is the. Yeah. It's a funny one. Get it now, May 9th. now, Owen, what if an actual, like, faster guy, like a John Ross, who has the record for the 40, 40. time, even like the stereotypical Tyreek Hill? You think a fast re- receiver? You think Tyreek Hill? Why DK? Um, He's not why, known we've as. We've been talking about this the whole time. First of all, we've clarified it for publicity. It's been 10 minutes. It's not the whole time. I mean, he got a ton of hype after he chased down Baker. That's, that's why. That's the sole play. So there's well, no play. publicity. Okay. Yeah. That's really it. And he has a shot now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that, that's what we figured out. But I'm saying, DK Metcalf's a beast. Okay. Scotty yeah. Miller should go hit up the Scotty Olympic Inst- Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is and ask <laughs> if he can join. if Scotty Miller is the... Uh... <laughs> he says he's faster than Tyree Kill, so one st- start to step would be like DK Metcalf first, then work your way up. Yeah, well... yeah I, don't, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one, big die. Yeah, so you want to move away from uh, the track conversation back to um, the draft? Sure. I mean, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll stop yeah. roasting you. Now roast me. Your, your Not team. roast me at all. No. Okay. DK Metcalf okay. is going far. He's going far. He's going about Just not going very meters. fast. He's going 100 meters. Yeah. It's not very fast. That's okay. I'll, maybe like ten, I'll take him 10 seconds, which you know, is respectable. I can't do that. Not even close. 10 seconds is outstanding, but he's probably going to get like a 9.85. That's my guess. Bold prediction. Oh, okay. He's going to get a new record. Uh-huh. Personal best on, you know, the most important event. Yeah. Maybe. I could see him get a PR. That's realistic. Mm-hmm. Don't think he's going to make it. Anyways. Okay. So Owen's basically delusional. But anyways. Nope. We have our <laughs> winners and losers for the draft. <laughs> Which, these aren't exactly, these aren't players that were picked in the draft. I have to look at this list again. I'm pretty sure we don't have any of the rookies in here. No. We just have the people that are currently on teams, yeah. the players that are either Most gaining affected. or losing a lot. Yeah. Basically, and some of them do lose quite a lot. Yeah, basically, if you're getting if you're getting replacement picked, like, you know, yeah, that's a big L. That is a big L to take in. But uh, Jason, would like to start us off at the top of the list? All right. You know, the big name at the top, Anthony whoop, McFarland. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Everyone saw this coming. The Steelers drafted a running back in the first round. So, yeah, no. Yeah. 
I mean, I we, mean, we saw this coming weeks out. We, we claimed this as soon as we, you mentioned that they were going to draft a running back, which was the issue. Yeah. Drafting a running back was their issue, and they fell for the trap. They did. Should have taken O-line. They don't, you know, after losing their entire left side of the O-line. Mm-hmm. Villanueva going yeah, to Villanueva a rival. Villanueva was from rival. that team, yeah. Their O-line is now terrible. Their running backs weren't good with a bad O-line. Their running back's going to be great with an even worse O-line, though, mm-hmm. because they just drafted a first-round talent. That's how it works. <laughs> but, yeah, no, McFarland would have only been a starter if they somehow didn't draft a running back at all. We saw this coming. No real surprise here. It's just kind of, you know, finally written in stone that it happened. Tough to Yeah. The real loss for the Steelers would be all of the re- wide receivers in that offense being, you know, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Chase Claypool. Yeah, we have them listed out as losers, plural. We have an S on at the end because they just took it out there. Yeah, now the entire receiving corps because now they have a rookie running back who will be seeing more touches than James Conner just because they, you know, first round pick, you got to use him. And new offensive coordinator probably won't be the highest pass heavy team in the league. Probably going to try and be a bit more even, meaning once again, you know, more running, less passing worse for receivers, and also didn't get O-line help. Mm-hmm. The O-line's gotten worse. You have a 39-year-old quarterback yeah, back there. not getting better anytime soon. So, he's not, you know, having a breakout season. He's got no time to throw, and then uh, getting sacked, bad for the receivers. So all, all in all, they're just losers for that. Mm-hmm. But first winner we have Ooh, is Lamar Jackson. Finally getting the receiving help with Tylen Wallace and Rondale Moore. I mean, two rookie wide receivers joining Marquise Brown, the next guy on the list. He's a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Tough day to be Marquise Brown. It's going to be interesting for the Ravens offense because Lamar finally has, you know, some strong weapons. Marquise Brown, he's technically a loser, but realistically, he's now in a boomer bust situation where... He's either going to break out and keep his number one spot, or he's just going to fall off and become the wide receiver three in the offense and just lose all relevance. That would be pretty bad if he got beat out by two rookies. <laughs> that would be actually the worst possible situation. Yeah, no, I mean, that's really all we I mean, have to see It could here. happen. But Lamar finally having weapons. They've been claiming for years Lamar needs some wide receivers, and the Ravens actually did something. They did. Everyone thought they were going to sign a free agent, which they kind of missed on. Sammy Watkins is going to be great. Oh, okay. He got, he's going to have one week, and that's all he needs. <laughs> yep, yep. One, one week Watkins really going to yep. come in for the fantasy team. <laughs> you got to just get it right, and then you're good. But, I mean, Lamar, a big winner for just fantasy relevance. He's now got a high-powered offense. The O-line, obviously, Villanueva coming in is always a benefit. But this is best-case scenario for Lamar now that he finally has no more reason to really fail. He's going to succeed across the board. Like, he already succeeds with a bad receiving core. Mm-hmm. Now they brought in two go- two new guys who could break out right away. And, you know, people hate on Lamar. They're not going to be able to do that anymore. He's going to start being a passing quarterback, too. I mean, I don't ever say Lamar's a running back. I know that is a... We're anti-Lamar's running back crew. I think he's always been a great passer. just hasn't really been able to show it because he's always been overlooked with his highlights in the running game. 
but now he's going to be a balanced quarterback doing everything. And Ravens, if they didn't mess up with that uh, Orlando Brown trade, could have been, you know... Could have something special. Yeah, could have been one of the best teams in the AFC. They still are, just not number one for sure. Yeah, they dropped the ball with that trade, which we've already talked about. Kind of like treason to the rest of the league. But yeah. that's okay. That's okay, Ravens. Hey, you do you. You do you. It's all you. You did help your quarterback, at least. You did something right. That is true. They gave us some help. All right, next up, we have two receivers we already talked about before. Uh, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are labeled as losers, which is disappointing for them. But we saw this one coming. Yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell. Shocked. I mean, what are you going to say? Bengals going to bangle. 100%. Bengals going to be those bangles, you know? Should have taken Sewell, should have protected Burrow. It's uh, unfortunate because now mm-hmm. Jamar Chase will 100% be a starter right away. And uh, T. Higgins' hype train is going to be dying down real quick on yeah, my end. It's the, the chuggas are getting a little bit slow. It's like a chugga, yeah. chugga. I mean, I'd like choo, to see him succeed. Choo. But the bets... <laughs> It's a slow one. It's gonna be against him. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not gonna be going high on Higgins anymore. Which... He had potential too. I yeah, believed no. him. I liked him. I thought he would have been great this year, but he's not gonna get that as good of a chance to prove it. Jamar Chase is gonna be great this year, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I could see both of them excelling. Just their ceilings cap each other off. Yeah, which is a yeah. problem. Yeah, there's only so many receptions and targets to go around. Yeah. Not everyone can be dropping, you know, big stats every every week, which is the issue. Yeah, no. But uh, they both lost because of that reason. Tyler Boyd, probably the bigger loser, being, you know, mm-hmm. he's now pushed down to number three. The drop from one to two is nowhere near as significant as two to three, so Boyd's starting to definitely fall out. But Higgins, he's still going to be top 30, I think. I think both him and Chase could be top 30. So they're going to be starters for a team, just not the same level as we were hoping for. Yeah. The next one we have on the list, bit of an interesting one, Joe Mixon, potential winner. Winner question mark is what we have right now. Definitely, it's a question mark because although, you know, Sewell would have been a lot better and would have definitely been a winner, Jamar Chase does bring in the three receiver sets, meaning teams can't stack the box against Mixon. And you have Giovanni Bernard finally departing, meaning Mixon will be a full-time back once again. Like, three-down workhorse back, 100%, will be getting all the touches. And they did address O-line eventually in the second round. So their O-line has improved. It's still terrible, for sure. Definitely bad. But it's improving. Mm -hmm. And with less stacked boxes, you're going to see some plays where Mixon can break out longer runs. And also, he's going to be involved in the receiving game, which, bad online, not as important when he's, like, 100% in the receiving game now. So I do think it's not best-case scenario, but Mixon's improving, for sure. Yeah, it's not like they didn't directly help him out. He's just, he just uh, he has some, like, some good circumstances. Yeah. The situation for the Bengals' offense is now better for Mixon. Mm-hmm. Not best-case scenario, but any yeah. improvements and improvement. improvement. I would say, you know, Mixon's going to be definitely undervalued because they didn't get the O-line help. And he could be a potential steal for some team. But then again, he's people have been th- saying that for two, three years, and he has burned them continuously in the past few years. So yeah. it's interesting. Four years ago, though? Mm-hmm. Absolutely oh, amazing. Oh. 
He does have the. He does have his coaching staff back from when he was elite. So the same same coaching staff is returning. That after. Yeah, after departure. So that could be the missing link. Next up, we have a whole squad of dolphins. Here, the dolphins are really uh, affected here. The biggest winner, in my opinion, Jason is currently highlighting it on the page. He's very excited. To All announce. caps. All caps. Miles winner. Gaskin is, in my opinion, the biggest winner from this entire draft. Okay. I mean, I was concerned. I Miles Gaskin was a high-level running back two at the end of the season, potential running back one, and I was concerned he would get replaced throughout the entire offseason. Didn't even happen at in the slightest. They didn't even get any. Like, there was no fourth or fifth round running back. They did get a running back in the draft, but that's more so just taking a guy as a flyer pick. Miles Gaskin is 100% the workhorse back in the Miami offense and could be a potential running back one. Yeah. I mean, he's got everything going for him. Last year, he faced some injuries, faced COVID twice, and Salvin Ahmad took over in the offense. And Salvin Ahmad ran for 120 yards and a touchdown. Next week, Miles Gaskin comes back. Doesn't even matter. Ahmad's entire workload just cut down to three carries. Gaskin doesn't matter what anyone else in that offense is doing. They treat him as a workhorse back. And when he's healthy, he will be the workhorse 100% in that offense. He's currently, you know, valued fourth round. And that's a steal. 100%. Mm-hmm. He should be ahead of guys like Miles Sanders who are going second round, third round. What are you laughing about, Owen? Do you think that's wrong? No. Exactly. No, I, I agree with you. Miles Gaskin is... I love how you, the example was Miles Sanders. Oh, well, Miles Sanders is a loser later on we'll get to, don't worry. But Gaskin, in my opinion, blow, biggest blow. winner in the I entire... Blow. It was. Entire draft. He was the only ones in all caps for the winner category, which is nice. So we have a... Uh, just, 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 you know, just, just regular capitalization winner. Just a capital W for Tua. Tua's just, you know, he's not like an all-caps guy, but he, he's still like, winning. Still winning. He's, he won. But like, he won, but he, not, didn't, he, he didn't win-win. You know? He's he not on the gas. He's not level. number one, but he's no, still a winner. He's just a winner. I mean, it's always going to be a winner. Yeah, he's it. got every every receiver in the entire league at this point, like Parker, <laughs> Fuller. Now he's got Waddle, Preston Williams, Mike Kosicki, Miles Gaskin. He's, he's well-equipped to win. He, he does have a he lot going for him. I mean, I feel like Sewell would have been more efficient than Waddle, but another receiver is still very beneficial nonetheless for Tua. So his situation's just improving. And uh, realistically... He doesn't give him a lot of excuses to fail. He's still a sophomore. I'm not really yeah, expecting I mean, him to be breaking out. I don't like the new new uh, NFL motto of you have two years to break out and then you're a bust. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of... The bad teams need to be good really quickly. So they yeah. figure... If we spend our first-round pick on our early QB, they'll just be forced to be good, which really pressures them. But this situation is a lot better than you know a lot of other young QBs that Tua has. Tua is yeah. set up very nicely here. He's set up for a playoff-caliber team. Yes. Like, he has a playoff-caliber team, and he can succeed easily. Like It's not like the team around him is bad. He will most likely succeed. Mm-hmm. He was successful last year, but not at a fantasy-level production. So hopefully he takes that next step. And with the offense around him, if he does take that next step, look for him in the waivers because he's got to be good. Next, we have 
the remainder of the Dolphins, all losers, and oh. Mike Gesicki, Will yep. Fuller, and Devontae Parker. Tough day. Tough as day. Obviously, new guy, Jalen Waddle steps in. A lot less targets for these three. Yeah. We mentioned the, the college teammate uh, connection last week, which is like, I don't know how that factors in. I don't know. But uh, all these guys did not go to college with Tua, so that is something to look out for, I guess. I don't think it's going to matter too much. Waddle wasn't exactly with uh, Tua for the most part. But I, I mean, mean they had plays, but for the most part, it was yeah. mostly Ruggs and Judy. Who we also it. talked about how Waddle was trash talking Tua, which is yeah, questionable. That was funny. Uh, we <laughs> it's obviously just to help Mac Jones out. That's the only yeah, reason. That that's it. it. <laughs> but it's like yeah, that's weird. Um, but yeah, obviously, making the crowded receiver room more crowded never helps. Yeah, it's no. not a lot of positives of getting another receiver in there. This pauses me for the team, but if you're a receiver and you're getting a new receiver in there, yeah. it's never a good thing. I feel like this hurts Gasicki the most because Fuller and Parker were on the lower end already. Mm-hmm. Like Gasicki was like, he was already he like, was pretty high up yeah, in the he tight was end running ranking. the offense basically. I'd push him down, maybe outside the top ten for tight ends at this point. It'd be around there at this That's point. That's pretty devastating. For... He's still starter for sure, but yeah. it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. With a lot of uh, competition, the entire passing game will be quite crowded. But end of the day, still, they have value. It's dropped quite a lot, though. Once again, ceiling getting kept by a rookie wide receiver entering. Tough day to be a Dolphins receiver. Mm. But not Tua, because he's a winner. Tua is a winner. (laughs) Miles Gaskin's the biggest winner, though. Biggest winner. Next player on the list is a bit of a surprise that most people don't really seem to realize. Zach Moss is quite a big winner. The Buffalo Bills were supposed to be getting... Some Bills fans wanted a running back round one. Never understand why anyone would ever want that, but they were asking for a running back round round one. They didn't get a running back at all. Zach Moss is uh, going to be sticking with Devin Singletary as a one-two punch in the front of the offense i'm and... not too intimidated about devin singletary no. taking his carries exactly you, sh- you should not be zach I mean, moss was definitely the dominating force last year and that was his rookie year now he's a sophomore he's just gonna be taking over more and more he could be a potential running back to it because clearly the bills trust their running back core mm-hmm. and if moss continues to eat more and more of singletary's workload he's just gonna get better and better and i mean he's definitely extremely undervalued for where he is Starting running back, not even being taken like top eight, like he's he falls quite yeah. a lot in a lot of drafts. I mean, Zach Moss is definitely a guy to look for just because clearly the Bills are showing a sign of trust. Didn't get a single running back. The Bills don't have a lot of needs. Their real needs are like edge rusher and offensively, running back was arguably their biggest need. Didn't address it. Clearly, they trust Zach Moss. He's going to most likely succeed because. They have to they have to obviously even out the run pass ratio and number one running back will be getting those extra carries. Yeah. Obviously he hasn't proven himself to be like the greatest running back of all time. But I mean he has the great situation. You know he's gonna be forced carries. And if you're given enough carries, you gotta get some yards eventually, you know? Also Josh Jacobs did that. Under four yards of carry over a thousand yards. Yeah. If you yeah. get enough carries, it doesn't matter what your yards per carry it is. As long as it's positive, you're getting a thousand yards, you know. Exactly. And he is on Josh Allen's team, so you know, oh, yeah. you know he's, they're gonna be on. The off. touch of Zeus that yeah. just strikes no, no. him like a lightning bolt. 
And All then right. Poseidon comes in from the sea. I don't even know where you're. I don't have no idea where you're going with. I was gonna say that uh-huh. he's an amazing QB and can run the offense exceptionally well. So Zach Moss is always gonna have opportunities, especially you know, in the red zone and everything. Hopefully Punching Josh him. Allen isn't running. <laughs> no. Um. Every once in a while he did that. It was scary because you know he fumbled the ball and he's gonna get hurt if he keeps doing that. He did not fumble that often. It was enough to make me sad, Jason. <laughs> it was to make me a little self-conscious, but every time we ran the ball, I got a little nervous. It was enough to, for me to watch out the fantasy points. All right. I'm sure All right. That, that fumbled loss was really killing your team spirit. At least you're not Daniel Jones. He's got more fumbles than touchdowns. <laughs> that's that's a tough statistic to have. That's that's a bad day. Bad day. Bad Don't day worry, he's going to be Jones. good, though. Yeah. No, he will be, yeah. Danny Ducks. Having a, Danny Dimes, what do you mean? Duck ducks. Duck ducks. <laughs> Anyways, Tevin Coleman. Big loser. Big big loser. (laughs) Big loser. Lost the starting role. Michael Carter, you know, coming in. Most likely. I mean, nothing guaranteed, obviously. Mm -hmm. You have training camp. But Tevin Coleman. It's not looking good. Yeah, no. That's all we can do. We can say that for sure. It's not looking great. Tevin Coleman's been giving a starting role before. Didn't succeed. And uh, now the Jets. Yeah, he hasn't shown to take advantage of his opportunity the greatest. He's got injury concerns and. Mm -hmm. Jets just drafted Michael Carter, you know, fourth round. Not the biggest, you know, value, but still enough to make you think probably will start. Yeah. Maybe not week one, but most likely Michael Carter will be the starter. So, I mean, Michael Carter's a winner, but if he's a winner, obviously yeah. his competition. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have two winners in the same position group. Usually yeah. that, does, that doesn't work out too well. So, Tevin Coleman, unfortunately, won't be a starter most likely. And even if he is, it's going to be by committee. And he's also on the Jets, yeah. which is already a question mark in itself. Jets, the Jets, come on. Jets, so, Jets. quite a big loser, honestly. Not the biggest loser, though. We are getting close to him, though. We are, I, I, am, I am eyeing up those uh, all-caps loser on the, on the board. It's quite one. sad for me to write. It, it was. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of predictable. We, we talked about it last week. Yeah. What's coming up. But until then, mm-hmm. Jamison Crowder... Yeah. Is uh, another loser we have as, you know, Crowder. Elijah Moore comes in as a slot receiver now, will be the main slot receiver. And seeing as Crowder predominantly a slot receiver, he's basically been replaced. There's even a chance Crowder could be cut to save, you know, his uh, $10 million contract. Yeah. I I mean, would, only I would, one million in dead I mean, cap space too. So like, now I'm thinking about this: if he if he gets cut, signs with a different team, he could find a good situation. I that's too much of a gamble to off take. Off the top of my right head, now. I can't think of any situation that. Yeah, giving the, the Jets is usually good because they don't have yeah. a lot of good players to have competition with. But end of the day, I mean, there's always a chance or he could stay and succeed too. But Elijah Moore, yeah, definitely a negative for Crowder. More receivers, more competition. Could be a positive for Corey Davis, but I don't really know. So we've chosen to yeah. We ignore haven't figured out one. exactly how the Corey Davis is going to fit in. He's we've got been questioning a, about that yeah. one for a couple weeks. So we've chosen to ignore Corey Davis as a winner or loser, and just uh, <laughs> said he's going to stay as a question he's, mark. He's just going to be the question mark that you know he really strives to be. He's just yeah. going to be that question mark. That's that's okay. It's okay to be a question mark, you know. But Corey Davis's former teammate AJ Brown oh, is quite a smooth transition yeah. to the Titans. Oh, once I, I knew once he brought up Corey Davis, I, uh, he was looking at AJ was Brown. The, was he was Lincoln ready. Piece. Yeah, no, that AJ was, Brown. That was clever, big Jason. winner. I mean, Titans didn't bring any new competition in. They're going with AJ Brown and uh, Anthony Ferkser, uh 
for their main two tight targets for Ryan Tannehill this offseason. Now, not Good many news. people. Good news for AJ Brown. Probably will not Very many people so. will know Anthony Ferkser to begin with, the tight end, but that's just exactly why Brown's a winner. Yeah. He's got no competition. It's, 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 it's simple as good. that. As Pat, you were saying earlier, crowded wide receiver core. It, it hurts the wide receivers. It does hurt. When it's just A.J. Brown. When it's just you, though. You're kind of chilling. I mean, yeah. you're kind of chilling. You're chilling. A.J. Brown will be getting, there are a lot of open targets after both Corey Davis and John Smith left, and A.J. Brown's Man. looking to take out. They're going somewhere. A lot. He could lead the league in receptions next year. That I would mean, be nice. That yeah, would be I, nice for AJ Brown. I like to Potential disagree with Jason, five. but like Jason, you're right. AJ Brown has a very I, bright I future that. next that year. Is Owen's sole purpose is just yeah. to disagree with. Jason. But I can't disagree with you. AJ Brown, potential not, not, top five wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I would not be upset about drafting AJ Brown early second round. Probably wouldn't do it myself, but I do understand the value if you would do that yourself. What? I was just saying how um I was very close to being able to keep AJ Brown. I was one round off. We do a we do a keepers league and um, if you uh, draft anyone round five or below, you get like to when keep I drafted them. Stephon Diggs round five. That's so funny. When I drafted Zeke. Yeah, well, five. I drafted AJ Brown round four. You did that like five years ago. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, he's still on it. He <laughs> it will was, never hey, get over it. It was like two years ago. Yeah, it wasn't even no, that bad. It was like when was Saquon drafted? It was Saquon's rookie season. It was right? the year before that. You kept I'm him. Pretty for sure it Saquon's was Saquon's like rookie year. Four years ago, dude. It no, was a I while ago. It's been a while. But, yeah. but no, keep, you know, keep talking about it. It makes you feel better. It was a good but, year. <laughs> I had a good year. I had a good year. More importantly, we now have our biggest loser. Oh, yes. All caps. You know what you saw I was, coming. I was waiting for this one. The, uh, you saw it it's, it's a predictable one. It's James Robinson. Bum, I bum, mean, he went from, you know, pure workhorse looking to get even more carries and an even better offense to... Just now pushed out of his own team. Travis Etienne. Yeah. I don't even know what's going to happen because Urban Meyer claims that Etienne's going to be a third down back. But you don't draft a guy Why? round one for him just to be a third down back. You take it? Yeah, that makes no sense. So it's it's an interesting situation third down there. Back? Like, he claims third down back, but I don't see it. Either it's way. So random. James, Rob- James Robinson lost all of his catches, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, if Etienne is just a third down back, and he's probably going to lose a lot of his carries, too, to ETN. So, most likely for PPR leagues, ETN will be the better back between the two, meaning Robinson's just suffering, and it's not looking pretty for him in the slightest for that exact yeah, reason. Yeah, I feel bad for Robinson. I mean, I was looking at him. I would have drafted him round one. Probably wouldn't because, you know, there would be value in waiting till the second. But mm-hmm. now, he's he's gone. He's fallen off. Yeah. Hate to admit it, it's it's not a good look. Not no. a good look when you just get, basically your direct competition gets drafted. Yeah, James Robinson is the big loser for tonight. It is tough. Thank, thank you. Thank Thanks for reiterating it. Yeah, I still believe in them. He's pushed one round one running back out with Leonard Fournette. He can do it again. Yeah, but a little bit different situation. Don't but think yeah. it will happen, yeah. but I it's faith. There's always a chance. Yeah. But anyways, now we have a. Uh, possible winner and uh brandon cooks winner question mark i mean they didn't draft any wide receivers really so it is just brandon cooks 
We're not really sure who However, the quarterback is. Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Tyrod Taylor. How quarterback. many? How how good oh, will that offense be? The guy be? they drafted that we talked about last week. Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Guaranteed franchise quarterback. A guaranteed career long starter, basically. Yeah, I mean, Cooks, he's number one mm-hmm. and two and three and four in that offense. Maybe five. No, that's David Johnson. Oh, okay. okay. Johnson is five. <laughs> okay. So of course. So Cooks, he's going to get. Every target possible, but how many targets are you going to get when you are running three and outs every other drive? It's going to be an interesting situation. I mean, he's got no competition. He's got interesting quarterback controversies, and then he's got a bad offense. So will he succeed? If so, he's going to succeed a lot, or the Texans are just going to most likely be terrible. And he's going to be average. Either way, yeah, somehow I would say that, pretty good. If the offense figures it out, it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. But I don't I don't see that happening, going to be honest. It's Tyrod Taylor career revival at like 32. <laughs> yeah, no clue how old he is. He's not as young as he once was back in like the Bills. Yeah, no. I mean, if he does it, Brandon Cooks will be getting all of the benefits from it. Tyrod Taylor is 31. Ah. 31. Apologies, Tyrod. He turns 32 in a couple months. My birthday's in August. Mm. All right. So he's going to be 32 for the start of the next season. All right. Mm. That's promising. That was yeah. a promising age to start your, uh, your new peak. Mm. Mm. Next, we have two players, Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. Both are going to be winners for this one. I mean, we've already said drafting O-line, nothing but positives. We talked about yeah. them last time. Except when they get injured. That is yes. the, the asterisk we add on today, as we yeah. found out about the O-line. But Rashawn Slater, and also, I mean, they brought in other players like Corey Lindsley. The offensive line is looking legitimately good this year for the Chargers, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting, as like two years ago they had one of the worst. The Big improvements. Revival. They revived I mean, it real yeah, quick. No. Eckler and Herbert both looking to excel, I mean, to an insane level. Obviously, Eckler, injuries. That's always a question mark. Mm-hmm. But Herbert, I mean, I expect him to be one of the better quarterbacks this year. Potential top five, I would say, for sure, with this uh, improvement for the entire team. Yeah, he's a, he has the ability to put up fantasy numbers, which we saw last year. Especially yeah. as like players really like Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers starting yeah. to become question marks. Mm-hmm. That just moves Herbert that he's much a closer. More, he's, a lot, he's a lot safer pick than oh, yeah, he's, obviously Deshaun. I would say Rodgers right now with all, like, if he's yeah. going to stay or go, Justin Herbert is probably a safer option than both of them. I'd, which is crazy to yeah. say as a sophomore player, but he is yeah. a safer option. I mean, yeah, now the sophomore quarterbacks always fear of the sophomore slump, yeah. but I feel like Herbert is somehow one Even, of the like, safest Even, like, the Chargers players. have shown, like, they're, they believe in him. Like, they've drafted around him. Which I feel yeah. like is, it's rare. It's pretty rare for some teams. They'll like give their rookie a season and they'll, they'll just restart. Basically, they'll just pick another like skill player, like a like a running back or something. But they've they've drafted around him, which I think is pretty smart of them to do. I yeah, think that's no. really gonna help them out. It's definitely a good sign for the new offense and new coaching staff to come in and draft for Herbert mm-hmm. first and as their main priority. But we will be moving on to. Our next player and last player in the AFC, Melvin Gordon as a loser. Sad day. I mean, I'm quite upset about it because Melvin Gordon was looking to be a steal, and then they went and drafted Javante Williams. Yeah, because we, we mentioned Melvin Gordon. 
yeah. we were talking about like how it was like he was going to be like a, a little bit of a sleeper pick. Now everyone was really overlooking him. And then he just, once again, gets his replacement drafted, basically. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate, Gordon. More competition's not good. He's not going to be in the best situation, obviously. Mm -hmm. Taking any rookie running back second round, that is quite early for a running back, and that is a horrible sign. Yeah, a little bit early for just to be like a backup player, you know? Yeah, Williams most likely will be starting, meaning Gordon will be falling dramatically. Definitely far outside the top 20. I mean, there's there's a chance. You never know. Gordon has proven, like when he was with the Chargers, he can be good, but don't expect it to happen. And I fully expect, you know, Javante Williams to be the number one. Not a workhorse. Gordon has the receiving ability and will be a rotational piece, which that's just bad news for both of them at that point. But, I mean, it's not positive for either of them. Yeah, not the best situation at all. I wish Javante Williams went somewhere else, but that is tough to have your your rookie year. Yeah, in a competition like that. It's only a one year deal though, so Williams yeah. he'll be he'll be the workhorse next year most likely. So I'm going to assume, especially for that reason, he will be taking over quite early. But uh, to start off our NFC, we have a bit of a surprise being Devonte Adams as a loser, which. Not so much for the draft, but more so the fact that Aaron Rodgers, as time continues, has shown repeatedly that he most likely is sold on not returning to the Packers. Meaning it will be Devontae Adams and Jordan Love. That's sad. Yeah. I find it hilarious because Stephon Diggs is looking to be like the potential wide receiver one, and I'm getting him in the fifth round. Jason, I'm aware of that. And Devontae Adams is just going yeah, downhill. Yeah. Devontae Adams' tweet right here is, yeah, what he said. gotta appreciate what you got while you got it. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was a, that was a quite old tweet <laughs> at this point, too. Days, yeah. Well, but, Aaron Rodgers, you should come <laughs> stay with the Steelers. Steelers? Steelers. Oh, my God. Green Bay. My bad. I mean, he might go to the Steelers. Really? At this point. No. No. He, want, he claims <laughs> yeah. he wants to get closer to California. I mean, Denver has already claimed they're going to be making a big push for him. Which I would love. I feel like that'd be great. Jason, well, Jason has you're, been on the you're just having Denver a good time with TV. this. I love the Broncos. I want the Broncos to succeed. Like, if they got Rodgers, guaranteed playoff team at that point, I would lock it in that, that for them. But Devontae Adams, definitely a loser. Yeah, that's facts. And he's also got more competition because they drafted a wide receiver too. But, mm-hmm. like, we're here for that's not really going to matter. Yeah. The one positive is, even if it's Jordan Love, he most likely will still be force-fed the ball. But our next player is uh, Aaron Jones, who, bit of a winner and a loser in this situation with Aaron Rodgers. Because, you know, if Jordan Love is the starter, which is assumed... He's getting fed the ball, because they do not... Well, I would say they wouldn't trust Jordan Love as much, but it was pretty bold of them to draft him, so maybe they do trust him. I mean, they drafted him as a project player yeah. to sit behind Rodgers for a few years. Yeah, that, it's been one. That first season, whatever Jordan Love or whatever QB they have stepping in that's not Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be feeding the ball to Aaron Jones. you got to yeah. predict Aaron Jones is going to pop off that season. He's going to get a lot of carries, but if Aaron Rodgers is no longer there, how intimidated our defense is going to be by the That, that passing offense. game could become a joke, and then they just straight up pack, pack the box. Aaron Jones yeah. could be shut down. 
that that's the positives and negatives you have. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm still high on Aaron Jones. I think it's going to be a decline in ranking. I think he's moving outside the top five because he's no longer a safe pick. But I think he will succeed and definitely is still potential for top five. I trust him. But personally, going to be a bit more of a loser than a winner for me. Yeah. Sad news for everyone that's listening that I know is looking forward to this. Mm. I did see somewhere that A.J. Dillon is considered the biggest loser of the draft. <laughs> oh, yes. He was considered the biggest loser. Like, he was either top, they had like top five lists. He was one or two on every list I saw, which is... <sighs> I mean, it's so sad. Unfortunate for all the A.J. Dillon fans out there. All the one A.J. Dillon uh, yeah, fan out I, there. <laughs> we have a very high uh, proportion of A.J. Dillon fans in this room. Usually it's not one out of three people, but it's okay. It's his time to shine. You know, mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't need Rodgers. Okay. He, someone, hey, you hand him the ball, it doesn't matter who hands him the ball. Okay. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to say yeah, yeah nod yeah, our head, yeah. smile, and move on. It's nice to have Rodgers, but he's not, yeah. a, he's not a receiving back, you know? He's just kind of... That's true. True power it, back. It's good to be threatening in the passing game, mm. which Jordan Love, I don't think, scares many people. You never know. But break out. AJ yeah, Dillon's not really affected by the passing game. He, I don't think... He catches many passes. I haven't seen him catch a single yeah. NFL pass to the games I've watched. He just kind of takes the ball and runs right out the middle. For like yeah. 40 yards each time. No. No. <laughs> no, not, 40. <laughs> not 40. I don't know what his longest run is, but it's definitely not 40 yards. Mm. He had that one touchdown. It might have been like 20, 30. I think it was, nice. yeah. Something, okay, J- Jason wants to but, continue. All right, keep going, man. Okay. You're not wrong. But uh, <laughs> all right, we're going back to the winners and TJ Hawkinson being a winner. The Lions didn't draft wide receiver, instead drafted Penny Sewell in the first round. So they also, also, as we said, re-signed Frank Ragnow, Mm -hmm. improving the offensive line, meaning Jared Goff, going to be protected, and no competition. Hawkinson's going to be seeing a lot of targets. For that reason, he's a winner. Uh, I mean... I don't think we mentioned the weekly news, but we did just see the tweet that... uh, What's the guy's name? Frank Ragnar. Frank Ragnar, the the Lions center, is now the richest center and like the most highest paid center in NFL history. Mm, yes. It's really that that locks down the real line in the center position. Yeah, now their offensive line, gonna say it, average to above average. Oh, what a big bold claim! They are improving big claim. time. Yeah, but Hawkinson is going to be excelling in that offense now. I mean, he's got no competition with Galladay and Jones both gone. Mm-hmm. So he will be force-fed as many targets as possible. He's a tight end. He can handle it. He's going to be just like Darren Waller. Just, is Jared Goff good enough? That's the question you got to have in your head. Darren Waller succeeds with uh, Derek Carr, Carr but then again, true. Derek Carr is heavily underrated. Jared Goff is not. Jared Goff's pretty overrated. Yes, but still. He might make it. You don't need an elite yeah. quarterback to succeed at tight end. That is true. You just got to get the ball. And you might need an elite quarterback to, to succeed over. at wide receiver, though, Devontae Adams. I get it, okay? I know you're looking at me, and I get it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's the difference between uh, Hawkinson and Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we have another half-winner, half-loser in DeAndre Swift. I mean, he's always going to be a loser because... The uh, Lions are just not a very good team. I like how it is. That... The base set is you just start as a loser and hopefully you can prove yourself enough but to he be a winner. Ha- he, yeah. Winners in the title? He is. I think yeah. he's more of a winner than a loser at this draft. Okay. I mean, the O line 
we've already said improved. He's going to succeed in the running game, but we've already mentioned Jamal Williams signing caps his receiving game as well. And Jared Goff, instead of Matt Stafford, hurts the receiving game quite a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because, like, from the draft, he definitely is going to look to improve. And Sewell is a massive upgrade compared to what was expected to be either a receiver or defensive player. That's best-case scenario for Swift. And I think he deserves... I'll just get rid of the loser title entirely for Swift at this point. He's yeah. just a winner. Because I was going to say, like, all the loser, like, all the negatives we had was not draft-related. Yeah. Just, we've already talked about that. But from this past week, the signing, uh, the drafting of Sewell, and then the re-signing of their center, it's only positives. And no competition in the receiving game yeah. besides, you know, the players who are already there. Yeah. I was just thinking from the original offseason. Yeah, he is overall, that is a big loss. gone down. But just draft-related, he's but a winner. Yes, draft, from the draft, Swift has improved from where he was. Not to the level where he was at the beginning of the offseason. No, he's still taking a step back. But, you know, that's okay. But, yeah, no, he'll still be a good uh, high-end, high-to-mid-end running back, mm-hmm. too. So, positives for Swift. That's what I like to hear. And uh, the next player we have is the Vikings quarterback, the human question mark, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I like the nicknames that's just stuck with him, the and human question mark. <laughs> still don't understand him, but he, he goes out three interceptions one day, five touchdowns the next. Mm-hmm. He's versatile. He's, he's yeah. versatile. He can give you good games mm. and he can give you bad games. See, that's good. That's what you want. The defense never knows what they're going to expect. I mean, he's finished as a top 12 quarterback in the five out of the past six seasons, but... He does three interceptions one day, five touchdowns the next. Do you want him on your team? Um, from experience, I've I've been in situations where I've had to put him on my team. And like Jason said, you do not know what you're going to expect from Kirk. He could go off. <laughs> Kirk. <laughs> yeah. Be on the first name basis. First name. Hey, yo, Kirk, <laughs> let me get some touchdowns today. <laughs> See, I think if you, if you play Kirk Cousins on your team, uh, like three games out of the season, you can ha- you can call him Kirk. Yeah, you that's have the requirement. That, that's the qualification. You're not even like a diehard fan. You just picked him up because no. your guy got injured. You had like a bye week, and you're like, let me pick up my boy Kirk. But three games. After what three about games, if I had him Kirk. as my starting quarterback five years ago when he was on the formerly known Washington Redskins when he was there and it was actually good? Can I call him Kirk? Do yeah, I deserve the title? Before he sold out and went to Minnesota. <laughs> before he sold out, sure, you can call. Oh, wow. I guess you can call him Kirk. But me and Kirk were close yeah. back then. He was like a full starter for me. Kirky boy. <laughs> but at, he's, right. he's a winner because, you know, quarterback, obviously, whenever the offense improves, minus the running game, mm-hmm. it's always a good sign for the quarterback. An offensive line has been that team's biggest weakness. They got the player they wanted. They traded back. Biggest finesse in the draft. When they trade back, uh, still get the player they want. Uh, we've talked about this before. That is yeah. the greatest finesse. So Cousins, big winner. And also, the player right behind him, Cooks, also a big winner. Same reason. Offensive line improving for an already elite running back. Yep. And Vikings are going to win some games next year. Potential no, playoff no team. One's they are a dark Vikings horse are going to win some games. They are a dark horse playoff team, for sure. They were known as like a horrible team last year, and they still pulled up. I don't know how many games they won last year. But they weren't. They ended up like a lot more wins than I think people gave them credit for. Wasn't it 7-9? and nine? Yeah, if it was seven nine, like I, when you think of the thing, I imagine them as like a four win team. I think that's the issue. 
They were better than what their narrative was. I mean, they were pick 14. I feel like you kind of have to expect them to have seven. And, they were definitely seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Let me check. All right. But, While yeah, you no. check, we'll move on. Cooks is a winner for, obviously, improved O-line. He's already an elite running back. He's been behind a horrible offensive line. He's got no competition in the run game. Passing game hasn't really changed this past season. If anything, it could argue it's been worse with Rudolph leaving and Thielen continuing to regress because of just old age, really, more than anything else. Yeah, the fall of Thielen has been pretty sad to watch. Because I used to have him as like a fantasy a, wide receiver. Yeah, it was a great story. Because I, I think I had him whatever season that he had like seven or eight consecutive games of 100 straight yards or something. He like broke the record, and I was all pumped for him. And now it's just sad. It's sad to see He's him. still an elite player. It's just he's getting outshined by this rookie, Justin Jefferson, who yeah. thinks he's the greatest for, just just, for just being one of the best rookies of all time. He just thinks he's all that now. Yeah. You just think you're good or something? Like, come on. But uh, next we have... The Vikings were 7-9, for everyone wondering at home. Good job, um, Jason. Jason tends to be correct about football. Yeah. Next we have uh, some... I was actually a bit shocked by this. Mm-hmm. Winners of the Bears... And Robinson, you did not hear not that. Not a lot of day. winning coming out of Chicago these days. Robinson and Mooney both are winners. The Bears wide receivers, even Cole Komet is a winner. I forgot to put him on this list, <laughs> unfortunately. But he's got to be a winner as well, being the starting tight end. But Robinson and Robinson, I'll start there. Potential top five, just mm. right away. Now I that like he's that potential. Justin I, I do Fields like that potential that he could has. be the first ever four thousand yard passing quarterback. Not this season; he's a rookie. Realistic expectations, but he has the potential to be the first ever four thousand passing yard quarterback in Bears history. Okay, being one of the oldest teams in the NFL. That's pretty sad. That is horrible. That's pretty sad, actually. But yeah, no, that is Justin Fields. I mean, start of the off season, number two quarterback locked in, fell all the way down to eleven. Bears got him. All of a sudden, Robinson and Mooney are going from Andy Dalton, the loser right below them, to now Justin Fields, mm-hmm. potential uh, great rookie quarterback. So both of them, big winners. Cole Komet even, big winner. Potent- Cole Komet could break into a starting caliber tight end. I would obviously don't trust him as a uh, number one, but if you have him in rotation with a few... If you have him in like a two tight end rotation where you choose between him and a different guy every other week, that's most certainly a viable option now with uh, Justin Fields, assuming Fields is a week one starter, which he probably should be. Yeah, I've already shared my feelings about Andy Dalton. Mm. He was lied to and he was played a fool, and I will not stand for He's this being slam. given $10 million to sit on the bench. I'm not really concerned. They, they tweeted out he was QB1, and I, I think that was, that was uncalled for. All right. Uh, you can continue I'm to not, cry I'm not about Dalton. He's good. He's yeah. pretty bad QB. He's proven that. He was lied to. He was, he was played. We're gonna That's we're okay. gonna move on as you cry about Dalton. I'm, I'm, so I'm just gonna shed uh, my tears. Maybe a bit of a. We might seem like we're going backwards with this one, but Slayton and Shepard are both losers, as the Giants have drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round. Worst pick in the first round. I've said it. I'll continue to yeah, say it. You said it a lot. The slander. <laughs> Kadarius Tony should not be so overrated. It's that simple. He's heavily overrated. He can't run any routes. That simple. Route running is too important to be that bad and be a first round talent. But they still drafted a round yeah. one receiver. More receivers. Bad for receivers. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. End of the day, they could force him in. 
into situations because round one pick, you want your guy, you give your first round picks as many opportunities to succeed as possible. And that just hurts Slayton and Shepard. Shepard could be out the door because of that. Slayton could be replaced because he hasn't really broke proven himself since his rookie year. So both of these guys are now in competition. I definitely think Shepard is better than Tony, but if he's not on the team, yeah. that's definitely a loss. Slayton could legitimately be replaced by Tony. I don't expect it, but it's possible nonetheless. And uh, both of them, losers. As well as their teammate right after them, Saquon, also a loser. Not because of the drafting of Tony, but because they didn't draft their biggest need in offensive line. Which is also why Daniel Jones is also a loser. I was looking at the Daniel Jones pick, and I was like, no matter how bad Tony is, he's still a receiver for Jones to throw at. But the loss of not taking your O-line definitely outweighs whatever good yeah. Tony's bring into the offense. They already have a bottom five offensive line, and they're not doing anything for that. No help. They were supposed to draft Rashawn Slater at 11, traded back, and drafted Tony instead. So, big losses for both Saquon and Daniel Jones. Yeah, bad O-line, bad news. Yes, 100%. I mean, Saquon coming off the ACL, still an oh, offensive yeah, O-line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's, give the, let's give the guy coming straight off the ACL injury. Let's make sure he has no O-line to block for him. Yeah, he, he does not again. get any help. <laughs> That's great. It's that simple. Daniel Jones can't handle pressure, fumbles the ball more than he throws touchdowns. Let's just put him in situations mm-hmm. where he can fumble even more. Like, both these guys. They're pretty smart over that. They're pretty smart. I mean, they did have a good pick in the second round, getting the edge rusher they probably should have taken in the first. Mm -hmm. But, end of the day. So, like, if they could have got him in the first, technically Tony's only a second round pick. Still overrated. Shouldn't be in the second either. And they should have taken Slater, anyways. I'm I'm trying to to help him out. Or if they wanted Derisaw, if they wanted to trade back, should have taken Derisaw. Yeah, that would have been a good one. The Vikings got him. Mm -hmm. Vikings biggest finesse because of that giants biggest idiots because they didn't it's uh the giants are an example of how not to trade back and the vikings are an example of how to perfectly trade back so for all you nfl gms watching at home yes pay attention, take, take notes. notes don't watch the giants <laughs> watch the vikings though i feel like people have known not to trust the giants for a bit now yeah, though. yeah no. uh, but we move on Wait. to our newest winner being most likely Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe Taylor Heineke Ooh. if he takes a stunning job, uh, yeah, but it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So Fitzpatrick, obviously, just getting more help in the receiving game, getting a stronger offensive line. Samuel Cosme, a strong mm-hmm. tackle. It's good news for Fitzpatrick for that reason. He's just getting the offense continue to be heavily underrated. Fitzpatrick, he's already been a potential fantasy quarterback when he was with the Dolphins. He's in the same situation when the football team. Like, yep. in offensive line, average-ish for both teams. Receiving core is now quite deep, and tight end is solid. I mean, both. it's a very similar situation. I expect him to do the same thing, if not better, because Terry McLaurin's a legit wide receiver one that Devontae Parker legit. really wasn't for Fitzpatrick. Terry McLaurin can be that guy. Mm-hmm. So it's just an improved situation from Fitzpatrick's already starting caliber season last year, you got to expect good things for that reason. Yeah, I think it's a good situation for him to be in. Um, I mean, they don't have... They didn't take a QB. 
So I guess that's a positive for him too. He's not getting pushed out the door again. They didn't even try to trade up. So. I know. Like there wasn't. I didn't even hear any talk about. There them were going a few rumors, TV. but nothing. There was yeah. nothing like oh, they had a trade set in place or anything. So. Like, so the fact that they weren't even thinking about it, it's just they believe in either him or Heineke, and I. At this point, I'd hope it's him. Like Heineke was a nice, yeah, nice story, nice little little joke, but it's like I feel like Fitzmagic is the way, the way of the future. The way of the past, uh, the way, way of the where the future. By future, I mean like this season, a year, two years. Okay, yeah. Short short term future. How about that? He's never made the playoffs before, so hopefully this is his year. It's probably his best situation to make it. Yeah, well, he's the NFC East. I mean, exactly. That that is a big contributing factor. Is the NFC East competition? He's going to a playoff caliber team. Cl- caliber air quotes, kind of. I think he's going to a playoff cal. He's going to his best chance to make the playoffs, but not exactly the best team. And that 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 is easily understandable. The defense is arguably yeah. top five. They are. So they have like, a good defense. If he can, you know, just be a above average quarterback, not even mm-hmm. playoffs. Good yep. for. The- and uh, Fitzpatrick is known to be quite a good fantasy quarterback for no reason. <laughs> just he just he just performs. He just is. Yeah, but our next player on the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts, coming in as you know quite a big winner with mm-hmm. the Devonta Smith pick, and Hurts is you know starting to get a legitimate receiving core. For some reason, Zach Hurts is still on the team. I forgot about the fact that they didn't trade him, even yeah, though there he, were fifty rumors. There. He's still there. He was. There were rumors for him out. to be just traded to basically out. every team in the league, and he just wasn't. Just having a fun time. So yeah. like, just chilling. He's still there. Around. He used to be an elite tight end, and then just kind of fell off. Yeah, but I don't like, really know what happened. He's just not good anymore. Yeah, um, no. at least he's got Dallas Goddard. I mean, yeah. All right, good contribution, Owen. Thank you. I was do, do you know say, why he's that I was going to say, his, his QB situation's not looking too hot. Carson Wentz was definitely a best situation, and he didn't help him out. He was being force-fed the ball, like, last season and two seasons ago and wasn't performing. I don't really think it's a quarterback's fault. I think he just fell off. But uh, and Jalen Hurts, he's a winner. I mean, he's got Devonta Smith is a perfect player to help him out. Just more help in the receiving game. The offensive line is being is more and more questionable every year, though, as they mm-hmm. continue to get older and older. He has that guy that could have been Justin Jefferson. Mm, yes, Jalen Rager. <laughs> Jalen Rager is still there. I will always call Jalen Rager the guy that could be Justin Jefferson, just to rub it in. And J.J. Arthago-Whiteside is the guy who could have been D.K. Metcalf. Yeah. Or a lot of other wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Uh, they do have a tendency to pick the wrong wide receiver. So, whoever was drafted right after Devonta Smith was Kadarius Tony. I think they made the right uh, choice yeah, this yeah. year. Well, hey, you never know. Tony could be popping off. I mean, ten picks later wasn't exactly right after. Yeah, so. I guess they're not as closely tied as other ones we've mentioned. Yeah. I mean, if that is a thing, then I will say Tony only succeeds because the Eagles drafted right before him. <laughs> he just happens to have be on the positive end of a curse. Yes, that's the only reason why Tony will succeed. But uh, Devonta Smith, I mean, fell quite far to number 10. Mm-hmm. Probably I expected sooner. I feel like most people expected to be either the Dolphins or Lions, depending on what happened there. But ended up all the way at the Eagles pick. So... 
I think it's a great situation for both him and Hertz because, you know, automatic wide receiver one, quarterback one getting a new weapon in a already terrible wide receiver core, arguably was the worst. Smith is only going to help. Hertz just is going to be reaping rewards from that. Yep. But the player who will not be reaping rewards is Miles Sanders, who's looking like one of the bigger losers in this entire group, as well as Dallas Godert. Godert, only a loser because he has more competition. Mm-hmm. Sanders is a loser because he's got Devonta Smith, and not only Smith, but he also has Kenneth Gainwell, who will be coming to join him. Sanders was put into a workhorse role early in the season last year. Failed tremendously. Got injured. Can't be a workhorse. The Eagles recognize that. They've drafted Gainwell. They have a running quarterback. Sanders is way too high up for running back rankings right now. He should not be in the top 15. Yeah, he needs to, he needs to you know, like gravity pull him in. Let him get back to Earth's surface. He's a little bit too high. He's not going to be a workhorse. Kenneth Gainwell most likely will be taking all the receiving work in an already low running back receiving game. So it's not going to be... He's not a third down back. He's not a workhorse. All he has really is just carries at this point for the mm-hmm. most part. And he's already... An interesting offensive line doesn't help that. Their offensive line, players get hurt every year. Gonna expect it to happen again, most likely, just because they're getting older and injury-prone. There's not a lot of positives for Sanders anymore. He's just kind of slowly going downhill. And the draft was completely against him. Yeah, did not help him out very much. There were no positives for Sanders in this draft. So, I would say top three biggest loser, maybe second place. Yeah. Not quite as big They didn't draft his replacement with the first round pick. They did not. So, that is the only... No, it's not even a positive. It's just like a not completely the worst negative. They did draft him a uh, friend, I will say, in Gainwell, though. <laughs> a friend. To, to help, that's to, a nice, that's to a nice help way. ease his workload and make, nice, yeah, yeah. prevent any injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to ease you into retirement, and then we're just going to get rid of you, basically. Uh, but, yeah, no. Two losers there. Our next loser, unfortunately, uh, is Julio Jones. Yeah. With, you know... The addition of Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones's uh, l- departure of the Falcons seemingly is seems inevitable. Seems a definite like at happen. this point. I would put it well over fifty yeah. percent. Also, we as we mentioned today, Calvin Ridley, the Falcons did uh, accept his fifth year option. Just another so negative. So not not a, another thing going against Julio Jones. But yeah, now the offense is quite fine. They can willingly departure with Julio and get a decent return from him just to you know survive the cap hit yeah and also you know they're rebuilding they don't exactly need julio to be on that team but julio the positive could be wide receiver one traded to a team like i don't know maybe the ravens that could be a positive i mean or any team out there that needs the wide receiver help any team that needs wide receiver help he's going to be a wide receiver one basically no matter where he goes but you it's get not going to be upgraded yeah. QB play. I mean, the, the, that's that's debatable, really. Though. I mean, yeah, Matt Ryan, I feel like is is pretty overhated. I feel like the but, Falcons are the perfect place to be for receivers. Horrible defense, always behind in games. That is true. A strong quarterback to they do help. always blow the lead late in the game. <laughs> the, no matter what, they're always passing. They, the they ball. are still they always have passing no, though. No uh, real running backs out there. I mean, it's really 
No matter where he goes, yeah, it's going to be a worse situation. Which is why... <laughs> I didn't think about it too much. I mean, even if he stays, Kyle Pitts makes him a loser either way just because he's going to lose targets. Uh-huh. Injury concern doesn't help either. Yeah. It's going to be an unfortunate situation no matter what happens with Julio. It's going to be a decline. He's going to probably be pushed out of the top 15, I would say. That's sad. He used to be arguably number one. A hundred percent. He used yeah, to have yeah. those arguments for number one between like him and Devontae. It was more so him and Antonio Brown when Antonio Brown well, was okay. number one. <laughs> I guess but, Antonio <laughs> Brown's kind of been washed from my memory. I'm going to be honest with you. I, he's done I a little bit too forget. much. Because of that reason, I can't forget everything he's done. It's, no, I, uh, it's too significant. My, for me. my picture of Antonio Brown has been heavily tainted, so I don't exactly think of him. Uh, I don't. I kind of forget the wide receiver one days. But yes, he was really up there. He was looking like a lock to be Hall of Fame. Now he's. I still think he'll make it. Yeah, he probably will. He he was good enough for long enough before he went. You know, whatever we want crazy. to call what happened. I guess crazy is a good word. It, yeah, I think he he still has, he'll still probably make it. Would I guess? At least he's sane again. There's one positive thing. That is true. But um, our next player, Matt Ryan, is a winner. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kyle Pitts doesn't hurt right now. Julio's still Matt on the Ryan. team, so yeah. Technically, they right now the he's a winner. Change is they added Kyle Pitts from the draft. Successful because you know Kyle Pitts, no running back. Mike Davis is gonna be assumedly the workhorse, which. Mm-hmm. That's also a good sign for Davis. He's also a winner. We have. But uh, Ryan, if Julio does stay, odds are against it, then, I mean, that's just going to be, I think, he will return as a top 12 quarterback. But Yeah, he right, has that potential. Right now, he's a winner for that reason. Most likely, he'll turn into a more or less break even with the loss of Julio. Kyle Pitts won't cancel it out entirely. It'll be a bit of a loss, but... With Julio's recent injuries and decreased production, is it going to be the biggest loss? That would be up to debate. So, Ryan, winner for now. Our next player, we have Sam Darnold. Also a winner. I mean, it's good news for Darnold when they add in uh, Terrace Marshall, the new receiver, hopefully to replace Curtis Samuel's production. But... I mean, another weapon for Darnold, another reason for him to not have an excuse when he fails. Yeah, that's what I, that's the way I look at it. It's can he actually prove himself? Maybe a new team, get out of the pressure of New York City, you know the the Meadowlands. I think that's what they call their yeah. stadium. <laughs> I mean, he's never proved himself in really any situation to the highest degree. Yeah. So you don't how expect he also anything failed in college. Yeah. Which is tough, but. I'm not a Sandor believer by any means. I am actually, I, I don't think he's too good. I, I would say I probably all. hate him more than most people do, but I just think he's overrated for that exact reason. I, I don't understand. So. Yeah, I don't. It's not even that he's overrated. I just don't understand how, I don't see how I people think people think just good. sympathize him because he was stuck with Adam Gase, but like. Is that, I mean, is that it? He just has the. the I mean, I understand opinion. that. I feel bad. He's been in a terrible situation his whole career, but. He's still not good. Yeah, he <laughs> just because you're in a bad situation doesn't mean there you're are good. players who succeed in bad situations, and he's not one he of is, them. So he's definitely not one of them. I mean, elite quarterbacks succeed no matter what, and mm-hmm. he has not succeeded in any situation. So, will it be a good thing? Yeah, it's a good draft for him, but yeah. still, don't he's trust him. He's a winner him. out of the draft. But don't trust him. Just because you're a winner out of the draft doesn't mean you're good. 
Uh, yeah. Maybe we should we should put that in there. He's improved in his rankings, but he's still not going to be on a team, in my mind. I, I would hope that he's not on your fantasy team. You're drafting Sam Darnold, you best be a super fan. Yeah, you you, you got to be a fan of Sam Darnold. If you're drafting Sam team. Darnold, you're drafting the entire Panthers starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're doing that, or you're just living out the Jets glory days. I can, feel, I can see some Jets fans. Well, they, they might be over him by now. They might uh, have given up. Our next player, as we are coming down to the end of this list, is going to be Russell Wilson as a winner. Ooh. Three draft picks, kind of hard to win, and he yeah, still did it. I did see that. How? How? How did they only draft three times? I don't exactly. Did they just know trade them all got, away like yeah, years ago? Like, I don't understand happened? how they managed to get rid of so many draft picks and then be, only be left with three. They didn't even have like compensatory picks to help them. They were just stuck at three picks. That's oh yeah, it's it's hard to change the team very much when you, all you have is three new players. But they did get a lot of UDFAs. Okay, those weren't too impactful in this decision. The big decision was they did draft a receiver and know. a very late offensive lineman who, with the Seahawks offensive line, may be a starter. Don't expect it. He's going to be a backup for at least a year. It's good rotation, though. It's so, always yeah. good to have a guy in rotation. You have, you know, they really went, and the big thing, there was the receiver they got is a perfect player because end of the season last year, the Seahawks, quite predictable team. I mean. Yeah, you knew it was happening. You knew, teams were double, double teaming DK Metcalf, Tyler Boyd, and it just wasn't good. But yeah. a Ch- third Ch- wide receiver yeah. is perfect for Russell Wilson because now you can't double team all of them. And so with that reason, Wilson now has, you know, a strong strong offense with that involved. More help in the and more help is always positive. Russell Wilson has, you know, always been a oh man, he's good the first eight weeks and falls off. Yeah. It's not really he falls off, it's just that he like, becomes predictable. Yeah, I was going to say, the defense kind of just understands them. Like, they figure out the Seahawks' offense every year, and uh, I don't know if a new offensive coordinator hopefully is a sustainability. new difference. They need to be able to be, like, unique for the whole season, not yeah. just the first half. That's basically the only thing that's stopping them from having a great season with Russell Wilson the whole time. Russell Wilson, going to be a top-10 quarterback, if not just because of other quarterbacks just... You know, the other having issues, out. <laughs> just possibly not even playing, but mm-hmm. he's going to be a top 10 quarterback this next season. And I mean, top 10 starting caliber. He's only getting a better situation, only going to get higher in the rankings. Now we move on to our next player, Raheem Mostert, as unfortunately a loser for the 49ers run game. Yeah. Trey Lance, I'll start with first pick. Already a negative for Mostert, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you think about it, they now have a quarterback who they believe in, you know, third pick in the draft. Yeah, they kind of disrespected Jimmy G. I don't think they really fully believed him the whole time. I think I, he, he let them down that one Super Bowl, and then they just kind of just were like, eh. I didn't believe him before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. But I feel like that was like the defining moment for them. They, but, yeah. they kind of blamed Jimmy G for that He did loss. kind of overthrow Emmanuel Sanders for a free touchdown to take the lead. But yeah, yeah. Nonetheless. I think um, that was, in my eyes, that's like the turning moment, the turning point in their That their throw eyes. was the final play for Garoppolo. <laughs> that 49ers. was when they were just like, ah, do we need this guy? We can draft a younger yeah. guy. 
And also one who didn't cost, like... Yeah, there's no much. history with Trey Lance. Trey Lance hasn't personally harmed the fans and but, owner of yeah. the 49ers. Raheem Mostert, he's a loser. Trey Lance coming in. If Trey Lance does turn out to be the starter at one point, he'll just be uh, throwing the ball more than they run. Obviously, they're a run-first team with Garoppolo, and that's how he succeeded. Trey Lance, they most likely won't rely on that reason. So, less carries for Mostert. They also brought in a new uh, running back, just going to be taking well, away carries from Mostert. Just, just another another one in the pie for, yeah. <laughs> for Mostert to deal with. Mostert also has injury concerns. That doesn't help to begin with. I mean, if he gets injured and then... If he gets injured and then another running back takes his shine, and if he comes back, it. he could just lose the role once he comes back. That could also be a concern. Right now, he's a potential low-end running back, too, but realistically... There are a lot of things going against him right now, and it does not look good for him. Yeah, not not a lot of positives going for uh, but, yeah. Mr. Mostert. We will be moving on now to our final player, being Kyler Murray as a winner from this draft. You know, I always want to end on a good note, yeah. I'm not a winner. That's that's all we're looking for I today. Mean, Cardinals bringing in, once again, another wide receiver to an already quite heavily stacked wide receiver room it's just another positive for kyler murray Mm -hmm. i already believe he will be a top three quarterback i've said it before and this is just one more reason to believe in kyler murray yeah i mean more people to throw to yeah obviously aj green christian kirk not the most reliable yeah but you know bringing in any wide receiver help will help him tremendously and i think kyler murray I mean, quarterback one, already said it, and I don't th- see the running game being an issue. I think they're going to be pass first, and the only thing really holding the Cardinals back is uh, Cliff Kingsbury. But ooh, that's bold. I feel like a lot of people like Cliff Kingsbury. He's never been above five hundred in his career. <sighs> I haven't mentioned it before. Everyone likes the new ooh young coach from college. I mean, until he's gone, the Cardinals are not going to be winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, but. I think Jerry, uh, what's uh, it was Sean McVay, right? He's yep. the Rams coach. That's... I think he started the wave of like young coaches. Yeah, and then a lot of young coaches just kind of rode his coattails, and they don't really have to prove themselves because they're still young. Mm-hmm. And I have air quotes around young, and like still have so many years to grow. And really, they've just been failures. Basically, it's just like Patrick Mahomes making every rookie quarterback have to succeed right away, even yep. though he sat for an entire yep. year. And no it's one like else. Sean McVay is basically year. just started. Like everyone's like, "Oh, we need the new young coach." Is basically why all these people are like, "Oh, let's get the young, offensive-minded coaches from college." It's not a good look. Yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray, if he had any other coach, I would say could be a just real life mm-hmm. top ten, top five quarterback. Yeah, but he's still an elite quarterback in fantasy, and for that reason, once again, more help, another winner. Yeah. More receivers is always good news. That is the intro music, I guess. Alright, well, thank you for listening, everyone. It was a blast. It was a, it was a joy to have you here. Um, share the podcast. You know, the usual rules. You listen to the podcast, you share the podcast. Pat, do you have Mandatory. any ideas? Who they should share with? Yeah, with, who should they share the podcast with? I'm feeling a nice dog walker. Jason? Whoever walks the dog. Grandparent, pet. Hey, even if like your sibling walks the dog, there's still a dog walker in my book. That still works. All right. Have a good one.
tá? 